No. <laughs> you do. You like Alfred Hitchcock because you seem to talk a lot about him. In the last weekend or so, you've oh, told me about start. Alfred Hitchcock quite a few times. Well, no. <laughs> no. About how does Alfred Hitchcock say good evening? Like, how am I supposed to fucking know that? Good evening. I was, I was going to do like, good evening, afternoon, good night. This is more life. Oh my god, I remember. <laughs> That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna go for the Drake angle. You're bringing up like some <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. I'm trying to be Hitchcockian, man. Good evening, guys. How good are evening. you? <laughs> pull it up, pull it up. We've got gin on deck today. We've pink got gin. pink gin. Um, guys, unfortunately, um, our sound engineer doesn't want to participate in our gin drinks. He said it's for old people. Very sad. It, very sad because he would have been having fun as well, but we move. Yeah, usually he, he takes part in our escapades, but not today. Actually, no, because remember when I tried to offer vodka? I tried to offer Oh, yeah, you also said no, like, but no. he was drinking something else. Well, last time he gave us J- um, the Apple JD, mm. I'm not gonna lie, that was lit. Was it nice? Oh my God, it was so nice. I didn't try it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do this really quickly. How are you, Mon? I'm good, I'm good. Um... It's a new month. It's February. Um, that's it. <laughs> I thank God for making me, um, you know, arrive at February. I've got my health and yeah. um, i got a job. It's still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm, so um, mm-hmm. I've got to thank God for the things that I have and for the things that I don't, we move. Yeah. So yeah, yeah can't complain. How about you, my darling? Um, I've been okay. It's been a busy week. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's fine. Again, I'm in perfect health. Um, Nothing to really report back. Mm. Just same old, same old. But yeah, nothing to really report back. Okay. And nothing from my end, other than the fact that I walked out of my house with um, chicken seasoning all over me. I was making wings. And as I sit here drinking this drink here, I'm actually thinking about the nice wings that I've left at home. But like, (laughs) my mom is not well. (laughs) She's she's not well, bless her. So I made like TGI, like JD glazed wings and like fried them up and everything and as i was le- like as i was leaving to come here i noticed that there's this like bare like seasoning flour on myself um no but listen <laughs> i'm working bitch and i'm a cooking bitch so don't kill me don't <laughs> take kill it, me I'll leave it, bitch. <laughs> do you know what's really funny um so when we were on our way here me and mon did i mentioned to mon that in the 10 years of our friendship she's actually never cooked for me yeah no, she's I never cooked for me i was never really confident in my cooking up until what maybe uni even that i don't i don't think i even cooked for my man properly until maybe like last year and i've been with him like six years I think, do you know what it is? Yeah. You know, every time we talk about uni and cooking, I just want one thing that I'm just super thankful for is the fact that I was just never one of those girls. I was just making the mac and cheese (laughs) and the sticky barbecue wings. Thank God. You know, for a situation ship while, you know, he was fucking the other girl and and taking her out on dates, you know. No, I never, I never cooked for a man at uni. Thank you, Jesus. No, I'm not a mammy. And one thing that is, one thing that I do like, yeah, about my mum and how she raised me was my mum raised me on don't be a housewife okay you know get your career mm. and whatnot you know you know be a good mom be a good wife but it wasn't you have to cook or you won't get a man you yeah, have to keep yeah, a, yeah, like your house needs to be immaculate or yeah. you won't get a man like yeah. my mom was never like Same. that you know she was very like yes you gotta do all of these you gotta have all of these qualities but what i want you to do is put your head down and stick to your books yeah and do what you need to do my mom was basically raising me to be a powerhouse so that's one thing that I am happy about. Yeah. God, I would hate to have been brought up thinking that I need to cater to a man to be successful. Um, 
that's a big no um i do i do love the housewife aesthetic to a certain degree yeah um i love the fact that i'm independent i've got mm-hmm. my my qualifications mm-hmm. um and i've got my partner and stuff and we mm-hmm. do things like very equally especially in the household but i love that um Sometimes I do love it, like, just to feel a little domesticated. Like, recently, like, mm-hmm. well, I made a cake. <laughs> the cake was home. cute. She sent it me a cake for her anniversary. You, it was yeah, cute. Yeah, I made cute. a cake. And, like, just making dinner and stuff. I really do like those type of things. Though I think, you know what it is? I like it because I don't have the expectation that I need to do it. Mm. So I do it on, like, whole, like on my terms i love that though do you know what that, i mean that i can agree with you know if i want to get up and do that then i want to do that but mm. i think to me don't rely on me mm. i think i the whole relying thing is just reserved for my kids yeah like, i wouldn't want anyone to rely on me and think oh cindy's gonna do this cindy's gonna do that but if you treat me well and you make me feel like you know it's well deserved then of course i'll go in like i'll be like yeah let me do this let me do that yeah because when I'm in love anyways, like, I move mad anyways, like, I'll be, no, literally, I'll go shopping, I'll go shopping, like, I'll go shopping, and let's say I'm buying something for, oh, God, I'm gonna bake myself out, aren't I? So, let's say I'm buying something that's, like, um, I don't know, 40 pounds, and I see something that's maybe 200 pounds. I'll message the guy and be like, oh, hey, I thought you'd like this, so I'm gonna get this for you. What colour do you want? Sometimes I have to reel it in a bit because when I'm in love, I move mad. But I, I do tend to do that. But that's when I'm treated well. Girl, listen, you're preaching to the choir because I have, <clears throat> I think I'm, I'm very much like an acts of service person as well. Yeah. And like when it's time to give somebody that I care for and love, like I can go quite over, to, over the top. And same here, like I've had to just like reel it in at times. Yeah, I th- so yeah. No, definitely. Because back in my pick me days, <laughs> yeah, I, I had pick me. Back in my pick me days, one thing that I just like learned was you can do all of that and you still won't get the guy. So just calm down, do like just because, like I told you, unfortunately, when I love, I love incredibly hard. So sometimes I just kind of need to just, just you know, just calm down, like just calm down. It's okay, but you know, as much as like I know, I know I'm a cold, like a cold stone bitch now, but when I do love, I still love very hard but you know there's just the little there's a limit now yeah but i think it's i think it's smart to have those boundaries though because there was a time especially like in my late teens i would do everything and anything for a (laughs) and it's like it it wasn't it wasn't needed do you know what i mean like i can't be going broke for a guy like yeah, please yeah, yeah do you know what i mean have some self-respect and decency babes do you yeah know what i mean because yeah. that guy some some man will enjoy you and be like oh thank you so much for that but you know i didn't ask you for that though so and sadly goodbye. They'd, but sadly they'd be right and this and is what exactly. you need to this is what you need to understand which is really this is how can i say this we can't just really say it's men mm. like if you are a giver you will come across takers and that's men and women and yeah, so, definitely. You know, if you keep giving, who are they to say no? You, you're you're right. gonna give someone Jordans. And you really put yourself to to blame. Do you know what I mean? You're gonna gift him Jordans. He's gonna take the Jordans. You're gonna gift him like the Gucci top. He's gonna take the Gucci top. And you can't now turn around like in your fit of rage and say, "I can't believe I've done this, that, the first yeah. year and blah blah." It's first of all, <laughs> exactly. First of all, your intentions weren't good if you're buying him all of that stuff so you can throw it in his face. But secondly, yeah. he's gonna turn around and be like, "I appreciate it," but there was never a time where I asked you for it. I that's may have right. spoken about it. Yeah, And you right. insinuated that I, I should have it. Do you know what I mean? But that is you right. live and you learn. 
Oh, I'm so happy that I'm out of that phase and Same. I don't need to be feeling like I need to please anyone but myself. But my God, like yeah, the things that like sometimes you do for people that um you love and you're feeling for. Mm-hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. I'm so happy that I'm out of that phase. Uni yeah. Uni actually wasn't too bad for me because I feel like I learned my lesson in college. <laughs> um and i was right next to you yeah. i was right with you and i was learning my lessons so, yeah i feel like we, we learned our lessons in college yeah we, we had both um, rocky two years exactly um, at college but i i'm happy that we learned it then because mm. i saw some people cooking rice and peas um for jollof for who for their man oh in okay. their dorm you see me up in my dorm yeah all i was doing at, at university was cooking what the fuck i liked or cooking like i think at one point with me and my roommates we did a thing where we would like cook every so often for the whole flat That's and cute. things like that you do things like that um i do think at one point i may have got one thing for a guy but i never cooked for him never cleaned for him I'm, i was never his maid i'm like i don't do to wear hey, my, maid, my maid outfit <laughs> So yeah, still stupid at times, but yeah. God, I'm so happy I didn't take my college foolishness to uni because I would have yeah. been laughed out of that place. So I think to me, um, I think I was really, I've always been inexperienced when it comes to the opposite sex. Like I think a lot of people think that because I'm confident, like I know what I'm saying and what I'm doing, but I can be quiet. I'm very shy. Mm. So like, uh, how can I say this? The whole... When it came to, to uni, when everyone was like exploring and getting to know people, I just wasn't mm. doing that. Mm. I was just to myself. Like, I, I never had a fling in uni. Like, I never, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I've, I don't think I've ever been, you know this, I've never been involved in the whole like casual thing. Like, I've just never done that. Mm. So I think that when the time did come, it was, I was linking someone and I assumed that it got serious and then he showed me it wasn't. Who? I'm not gonna go say the name. Oh, okay. But no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're talking about oh, that guy, let's not like bring that. him up. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I've been listening to it. Okay. <laughs> you know, because every time I feel like he's listening to us, he's he's just thinking like, what's wrong with these guys? I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but no. In, but in all seriousness, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. Like let me, let me just close this by saying that I'm, I'm thankful that I wasn't that much of a yamhead for a guy. Like I, the word yamhead is actually really. It funny. is so funny, but like I'm, I'm glad that I didn't do that much craziness. But I do genuinely believe that hopefully, like in the nearer future, it remains this way. Because I told you, like when I'm in love, I just move really. No, mad. it needs to remain this way. Like, We're too grown <laughs> for that now, sweetie. Like that, that the time to move mad for man yeah. was is 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 it's come and gone like no yeah i don't do you know what it is like unless you were putting me like with, with hella basketball players then i'd be like okay let me move back for one two three four five but if you're putting me like with the one that lives vicariously f- like through future you better relax okay like everyone just calm down cindy. okay cindy so, all yeah. you all you will allow in your life is basketball players anyway. i will i will and the reason as to why that is is that when i was younger all the boys that were my height or taller like they just they weren't feeling me, but the tall men were. So to me, it was like, ah, gotcha. Do you know what I mean? So since then, it's just always been tall men, tall men, tall men. And hey, they approach me. I don't go sorting for them. Actually, do you know what? My flirting line. That's a what, fucking lie. That is, because you know what I tend to do with tall men? I like that. Do you know what I tend to do with tall men? Like, like when I only get my confidence when I'm tipsy, guys. So I just approach them and I'll be like, how tall are you? 
Do you play basketball? Oh, Cindy. <laughs> and you know what's mad is that I feel like I've been around you when you've tried to run well, their I got their number though. Well, I got their number, but. What's yeah. so you traps, man? I've actually, I don't think I've ever seen you traps a guy, you know? Okay, no, I don't. Okay, so I, I don't do that unless I'm tipsy. Like, I only get my confidence when it's like. Do you know what I mean? Right. But when I'm so. I can't do that look, you know, that apparently women have this look. I can't do okay. it because. I am awkward. Same. I am an awkward black girl. Same. Okay, so even if I try to wink at you, he's gonna be thinking, "What is wrong with her?" <laughs> like, <laughs> now she's got a twitch in her eye. Now I'm scared, and if she comes close to me, I might need to attack her. So I only like to, to hit on men. I only I only really approach men when I'm tipsy. Other than that, like you, you like you know, I'm a bad bee. Yeah, you, I don't. I, I don't mean? think I have. Mm, to play chaps? Nah, I don't chirps, no, man. You don't. And the only only time I feel like maybe I've ch- I've chirped somebody in some sort of way is my current partner, and that's only because he he worked with me, mm. and then he didn't come in one day, and then I slid into his DMs like, oh, where are you? Aww. <laughs> Aww. I didn't really want him I didn't I wasn't asking like where are you like that I'm thinking you know like, you know I want to chat to you like why don't you come into work no it was uh, yeah no I had I had ulterior motives no, you had ulterior <laughs> No, because you're supposed to come in that day. Cobb is making me feel like I ain't got a game, guys. I think, but I really know. I understand what he's saying because it is a women's like thing. Do you know what I mean? Like you could just be like, "Hey," and he's like, "Hey," and you're like, "Yep, I moved to him." It's that's, true. That's, I'm done for the day. Like, I did my bit. Do you know what I mean? Because I was thinking, if I'm a guy, I'm so happy I was born a woman. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like there's just not all these expectations like on you to to move people. Because actually, yeah. I do feel for guys sometimes, you know. Yeah. Cause I, the rejection too. Oh. Hey, crabs, have you been rejected before? And how does it feel? Tell us. You charge to the game. I wish. Is I it, it? Does it never hit you in the soul? Either. In the, in the chest? Does it never? Do you never get that weak feeling in the chest? Like oh. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I should come running back. And then I can sleep. Yeah, I, can, I sleep peacefully at night. Like, oh, wow. That's us told. He said he sleeps peacefully at night. Like, that's us told. <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, um, welcome to True Crime MC. Welcome back to True Crime MC. I'm Monet. Um, I'm Cindy. And um, another thing that I want to talk about is the tip. The Tinder swindler. Oh, I can't talk about it yet. I didn't watch it. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, because, right, no, no. Quabs, listen to me. Cindy came to my yard on the weekend, right? Yeah. We said we were watching the show. Tell me why we reeled it up about six times. Or <laughs> now did. I don't know what happened. We played it. So she went home and watched it by herself. I, ain't still, I still ain't seen it. Nah, you need to keep up. Okay, so guys, we obviously can't talk about it. because. Oh, you might as well. I've seen, every, I've seen all the spoilers on the TL at this point. Okay. Um... <laughs> Okay, this is going to sound really controversial, but fuck it, I'm going to say it. I'm really thankful that I don't have the privilege, you know, that privilege Mm. of withdrawing 250k pounds (laughs) for a man, yeah, that showered me with with, with a good time once or twice. Please, on demerci adieu. Because, bro, 
this ding dong, yeah, <laughs> was like, oh, let me take out X amount of credit with Amex, with mm. Amex, yeah. And gave it to and her. And she never saw that money. Let me tell you something right now, yeah. If a billionaire was allegedly moving to me on Tinder, mm. and he's like, oh, I need X amount of money. Yes, I'd have a couple of questions like, where's your dad and blah, blah, blah. So the third. But cut the long story short, like, if you're telling me to withdraw X amount of money, I'm keeping whatever like however much i have and you could get maybe a hot 5k and we'll leave it at that like there's no way on earth i'm gonna ruin my credit and i'm not seeing that money oh no you must have lost your damn mind hold on i i, I haven't finished it obviously i saw like the first what five ten minutes from what we saw on netflix mm. um i did need to finish it um but let me say something right now from what i from what I've seen. Yeah. And what I haven't seen. Yeah. Bitch, a billionaire shouldn't be asking you for no money. Thank you. Period. Thank you. As soon as a billionaire or a millionaire is asking me for my peas. Thank you. The flags are redding and they're redding flags. Crimson. Crimson. Like, Crimson. There's no reason. You shouldn't even be coming to me with the, the, the word alienaire. Like of, of anything. Of anything. baby. For you to then come and ask me for peas. Because right now, baby... You're going on block straight exactly. away. And another thing as well is, um, okay, so you're on Tinder. Let me mm. tell you something right now. The reason that's another reason that's why I would never be able to hand over that money is okay. We met a couple of times, cool, but you can't shower me with like the good life like that. Mm. And I'm just like, I'm gonna hand you over that money. You ain't bought no car over here, no exotic animal. <laughs> you ain't paid no damn. You ain't paid no damn house. You ain't paid for my my boob job or my BBL. You ain't pay for my for for my mum's <laughs> facelift. You like you, listen? No, we're not doing that. Like we're not. If if you if you set like all of that shit, I would have turned around and be like, you know what? Let me be a yamhead for you. Let me turn around and be. Let me do what I need to do. But there's no way in hell you're gonna take me to an expensive place to eat, yeah, and have the most expensive wine. And I'm so like convinced that I'm gonna hand you over that money. And another thing that pissed me. Hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a tangent on this because... You know another thing that pissed me off about this show? One of the women, yeah, she walked through the airport, yeah, with 24K. Did it stop her? No. What? So, yeah. And... He was... He was... He was travelling around with a fake passport. I'm sorry, hold on. She was travelling with 24K in cash? Mm Mm-hmm. You can't be crossing borders with that type of money? Yeah, if you're in the right complexion, you can. Whoa. I mean, I don't, I don't know the threshold. Maybe you can, but boy, I've been at many an airport that asked me to declare how much money I'm carrying. Girl, and on top of that, this guy, yeah, he he would he would like walk around with fake passports, and he didn't get stopped. Let me tell you. So, in twenty is it twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, I went to Amsterdam with someone very dear to me, and every single time we stopped at the border places. The way these people were checking my passport, even when, you know, when you have to scan it, mm. the way these men were checking my passport, yeah, you would think I was a criminal. Mm. They kept looking up and looking down, and I was thinking, bro, like, what the fuck is me? Mm. So the guy, that, the fact that the guy could move around all mm. of Europe on a fake passport in, like, in the 21st century is brazy to me. Yeah, because, sorry, what year does this take place in? Or, or kind of, like, time period? Cause I know. Put it for me. I don't remember. I should have researched that, but I don't remember. I mean, it's t- it's obviously it's on Tinder, so it's obviously uh, modern enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. obviously in the technology era. Mhm. But I remember when me and my partner first met, and we went to uh, Russia. Don't ask. Okay. Oh god, that story. Russia oh. was fucking lit. That was it actually. Oh. I, guys, I like Russians. Also, I like sorry. Russians. One of our 
one of our dear friends is actually in Russia at the moment. I have to show you after the um. Who's our dear friend? Um, I'll show you after the after we finish recording. Are you being sarcastic? No, I generally am not. One of our dear friends from college right now, he's in Moscow. Okay. Cute. Yeah. Cute. But listen, guys, listen. Travel to Moscow, okay? Why well, do you say Moscow like that? It's Mos. I think it's Moscow, but I say Moscow. Anyway, go on. Let me land. When I went to Moscow with me and my partner, when we first started dating slash going out. Um, this is like 2016. He's from South London. I'm from Northwest London. Mm-hmm. And when they were checking our passports, they were even like to us, "Why are you? Why does your passport say you're from this area?" And his passport oh, says he's dear. from this area. I'm like, but he's my boyfriend. He's like, yeah, but why are you from two different areas? I'm like, we're both from London, but we're from different areas. Like, th- that's how granular they were getting in terms of like their interrogations. And this guy that you're talking about was running all over the EU yeah. with a fucking fake passport. Yeah. And nobody had uh, to fucking Nothing. bat an eyelid. Nothing. Fuck that. So, yeah, guys, if you haven't... Um, Watch Cinder Swindler on Netflix. Cinder Swindler. I keep calling it Titty Swindler. But oh yeah, Cinder calls it Titty Swindler. She's been calling it Titty Swindler all weekend. I'm surprised she, this is the first time you've heard her say it on it. Because that was, no, because basically we were we were drunk on Saturday. We had like a girl's night. Off the night gin. In, and it was <laughs> off the gin. And it was really fun. Like, <laughs> we had fun. such a fun evening. And um, <laughs> I just started calling it Titty Swindler. Like, I couldn't help it. Like, I'm sorry. We also played Heads Up and Cindy was laughing at me because <laughs> I was trying to do high heels. Um, and she wasn't happy with the gestures that I was trying to do. And I just feel like when you're playing heads up guys or charades or charades or whatever you call it, oh don't discriminate, days. okay? Everybody's got their own way of doing things. And if you're not that bitch in terms of interpreting what somebody else is doing, then that is on you, not on me. Okay, Guys, it's the fact that she's explaining it in this way that is making me laugh <laughs> because we were basically really lit and... Monet basically couldn't be bothered to get off the bed to basically like do the mime of what she was doing. So she put both of her feet together and put her like her fists under her, like the balls of her feet to like basically imitate heels. Yeah, it's high heels. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great no, gesture. It's the way, okay, so it's the way she did it, yeah. And I think I was drunk and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? We just burst out. Laughing. Some people are haters, but that was our weekend, yeah, and um, weekend. I need to finish the t- the, the titty swindler, as Cindy calls it. <laughs> um, and I just I just need to find out what's going on because yeah. from what I understand and the sources that I've seen, from my understanding, this guy's still living his life. Apparently, oh, yeah, he has got his girl and everything. Like, um, he's been he's lately been banned from all dating sites. However, oh, but, um, he's still bless. living his best life. Um, no one fa- so he 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 was sentenced to jail, but it was only for a short period of time. And oh, he was back out, back on his bullshit. Are we surprised? No, no, of course we're not. Well, there you go. We're not surprised, but um. Well, I need to watch yeah. it. I will let you know what I think when I finally do watch it. Hopefully, by the time we do the next episode, mm. I will be able to tell you all about it. Um, and we do that. Yeah. So, do you want to get started? Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, last week we did the spinny, spinny, spin. I've got to start spinny, thinking spinny, of an actual spinny. better name for that spinny, spin thing that we do. Um, I have no name for it. But last week we did it and you got assault. I got assault. And I got cybercrime. But Ooh. you are going first this week i am going first so i mean let's get into it and uh tell me about your story okay so who i'm gonna talk about it would make sense if i talk about this so did you know that snoop dogg has acquired death row records oh my god has he really 
way. He has. So what? He owns it. Um, from my understanding, <gasps> yes. That's a fucking legendary. That is legendary. And Wait, yeah. why does he own it? I would have expected Dr. Dre to, to own it. Because he was a founder as well. I don't know. Maybe it's because of their beef. You know how he did sue him for um unpaid royalties a couple of oh, years what? ago. Snoop Dogg sued um, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre sued. Wow. Um, obviously the founder mm. who we will be speaking about. Mm-hmm. Um, he did sue Death Row. Records oh, okay. So so Dr. Dre sued the founder of Death Row. The co- the other co- the other co- co- Okay, so head, not Snoop yeah. Dogg. Okay, cool. No. Well, I mean, everybody loves Snoop Dogg. Everybody does love Snoop Dogg. So shout out to love him. Snoop Dogg. I love Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I love me some Snoop Dogg. But this story is not about Snoop Dogg. So we're gonna do the story about one of the most vicious violent bullies in history when it comes to the music industry yeah do you kind of know who i'm talking about i do know who you're talking about bitch i'm doing suge knight let's do suge knight Knight. so i'm gonna tell the death row song at that point in it you're so silly (laughs) so um before i get into this um Suge Knight is known for a history of things like he he's basically like well he's known as the boogeyman of hip-hop He's really scary. He's very I'm scary. Like, and he looks like a scary sheet, dude. Yes, his rap sheet is crazy. Mm. It is crazy. Like, words can't describe the crazy stuff that he has done. Mm. And the only thing that he's been arrested for, like, and he is now behind basketball permanently. So, yeah, good. Let's get into it. I let's, mean, Shug Knight is absolutely infamous, especially in yeah. the hip-hop um, and Industry. rap world. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, if you know anything about hip-hop, you have to know Suge Knight. And if you don't, well, I guess Cindy's going to tell us all about it. Oh, I mean, 100%. I mean, so Suge Knight had connections from rappers to, to gang lords. Like, he was literally running his label like he was Pablo Escobar. Mm. So he is... He's he's legendary. He is scary. He's scary. Sure, but, um, you're so silly. So let's get into it. Yay! <clears throat> and what... um So... Suge Knight, in what may be the most inappropriate nicknaming of all time, his real name is Marion Knight Jr. What? His name is Marion? Yeah. Oh, that's not a G name. Yeah, that's not a G name. Fish and pee. So, um, he was called Sugar Bear. He had a nickname oh, of Sugar no. Bear as a child oh, because no. his mom thought he was just too sweet. Born on the 19th of April, 1965 in Compton, California, sweet little sugar bear grew and grew and grew and eventually became... <laughs> sorry, this is sounded like, <laughs> like a fairy tale. Sugar bear grew and grew and grew. And when sugar bear was older... <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> he became the six foot two, 250 pounds... Make sure you put six foot two in there, innit? Yes, I did. <laughs> you gotta know, man. You gotta know the heights. The heights. You gotta know. <laughs> So he became the 250 pound mastermind behind the 90s most revered hip hop music label, Death Row Records. Mm -hmm. He also grew to be violent, egotistical, and perhaps downright insane, more than often supplement, is that what that says? Supplementing his business sense with beating people up until they basically gave him what he wanted. So friends say that Suge Knight started as a neighborhood bully, shaking down rich kids for their lunch money. He then had a short-lived professional football career after which he became a celebrity bodyguard, notably for the musician, the Bobby Brown. Okay. So after realizing the real money was in the industry um, and ownership of music was like where it was at, Mm. um, 
What did I've lost my train of thought? He started a record company with Dr. Dre of NWA, mm-hmm. getting Dre out of his contract by threatening his label owner Easy E with oh, baseball no. bats, and that was the birth of Death Row Records. But wait, no, did that happen? Was there a scene on that in the um, Straight Outta Compton film? Yes, I feel like there was. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, not a lot is clear about what has happened. There's again just been a lot of running rumors. Right. Um, regarding exactly how he bullied him, because Shugnat was very well connected, so we just don't know how far he went and pushed. Okay. All we literally just know is, is that he threatened him. Shugnat. Um, easy. Easy. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we just never know. We'll, we'll, we'll never know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, guys, guys, yeah. guys, guys, <laughs> let me continue, guys. All right, so get into okay, it. Okay, so he started the birth of Death Row Records, known <laughs> for having legends like Tupac, Snoop Dogg, and Dr. Dre as the founder under the controversial label. So there was a long-standing debate as to whether um, the infamous hanging off the balcony altercation between Vanilla Ice, who is known as Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Oh, wow, <laughs> swear down. And night actually happened. <laughs> So Winkle, like over the years, we has... can't. No, sorry, I'm sorry. We have to stop you there. You cannot refer to this man as Winkle, it's please, please. Name. <laughs> you can't be disrespectful. I'm name? too childish for this. Same. <laughs> okay, so let's say Robert. Okay. So Robert has like denied the assault over the years several times in mm. several interviews that like, it never happened, mm. claiming that the pair only had a conversation on the balcony of his Beverly Hills Bell Age Hotel. Where, but this is what happened. Robert had signed over his points for the hit record Ice Ice Baby. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time in the nineties, this was popping. It was all over the radio. Bro, legendary there was, song. There was so much controversy ding, about ding, it ding, 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 because ding, obviously ding. he was a Caucasian man mm. dipping into hip hop music. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you know, like there were many hip hop um, artists that were not allowed to sing their songs and do whatever. It was banned. Mm. But people were kind of like, "Well, this is the soft hip hop. Let's yeah, push this." Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of anger with right. whatever happened. But again, it was a hit. Right. So when he signed his points over to Suge Knight, um, this was worth around three to four million dollars. So when you say points, is that is you like is it the right? It's kind of like rights. Okay. So like if the song plays, Suge Knight is eating good. Do you know what I mean? Well, how did he get himself all twist up in that? Hmm. Was was sorry? Was Vanilla Ice on Death Row? No. He was on. He was on Death Row. Mm-hmm. He was signed, I think, to EB something something else. Right. Wow. Suge Knight had his hands in all the fucking pies, didn't he? He did. So basically, what had happened was he had gone one evening to have a conversation uninvited with Vanilla Ice and said, Yo, <laughs> give me these points. I oh want these God. points. And Vanilla Ice was obviously with his entourage and whoever was like protecting him, and he was like, uh, no, like, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so now we're talking about th- the same time this evening. Yeah. Yeah. He had gone and visited the hotel. And um, he basically said that um, they were standing over a balcony. There was a, so there was a situation where the conversation happened and they were over the balcony and Suge Knight had basically said, look, if you want to be famous here, you're going to have to pay. So what had basically happened was that he basically made him sign the rights. He was like, look, you're going to do this one way or another, but either way, you're going to sign this over. Wow. But Vanilla Ice did admit that he needed to wear a diaper that day as he expressed his fear. You know what he did? I'm sorry, what? He hanged his legs over the 
But it, but like it's basically saying that like, I've tried to look over and Vanessa Ice has said like in so many interviews that never happened. But hold on, wait a minute. I'm so, uh, right. We're saying it never happened. You just sorry no. to both of you. You mm. you just told me that he put a diaper on. We're all just gonna gloss over that. So yeah, he was he was basically shook. But again, guys, when I was doing my <laughs> research, I couldn't like find like anyone that had basic that was basically there okay. that had said this, that, the third had happened. It was yeah, literally there was just exact there was just literally running rumors. And what you guys will find out when it comes to Suge Knight is that there are so many running rumors mm. about what he has done. Mm. But there are obviously there's no one that was actually strong actually the guy that I'm going to tell the story about was strong enough to go to the police. But once again, there's so many things that Suge Knight has gotten away with. Yeah. So again, this story, <laughs> we, we already know allegedly what has happened, but we can only go with the alleged. But go on, Quabs. Yeah. No, no, no. When you finish your story. Okay. Oh, okay. No worries. Okay. So this incident left a stain on just how dangerous Suge would turn out to be. Right. An incident in which he showed how ruthless he was, was the assault on Mark Anthony Bell in 1995. Now, Bell was best friends slash associates to then young Sean Combs, who would later be known as Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew that there was a visible tension between Suge Knight's Death Row Records and Puff Daddy's Bad Boy Records in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Mark was unaware of this ongoing feud. How can he be unaware of it? So, I don't know. I mean, okay. So many say that the feud stemmed from the band Jodeci and Suge Knight's interference in their business relationship with Uptown Records, which was connected to Puff before Bad Boy Records. Oh. So before Puff Daddy had created Bad Boy Records, he was under Uptown and he was doing management and stuff like that. Oh. And so obviously Jodeci had started hanging around with Suge Knight. And once they had done that, you know how he tended to be a bully? He was just kind of like, well, you need to sign them over to Death Row Records. Like, we need to handle that. Do you know what I mean? And so oh, obviously wow. he threatened another person that was under Uptown to basically release them from their contract their contract and give them to Death Row Records. But Jodeci remained under Uptown, but Suge Knight was managing them and everything went downhill from there. Wow. If you guys want to look online what had happened in that relationship, feel free to, but... Um, I mean, I don't know how dark that went, but I do it remember... It went really dark. That about 10 years ago, my mum and my aunt went to watch Jodeci in Wembley Arena. Mm-hmm. And let's just say it was a very eventful night because Casey and Jojo were falling off the stage and all sorts. They were on all sorts. Like, and I think a lot of people were really disappointed because anybody that knows R&B and proper R&B knows about Jodeci. They're fucking legends in this thing. Um, But yeah, they went to see them and they went, (laughs) when they went to um, Wembley Arena, like when I was probably about like 17, 18 Mm -hmm. and they were just like drugged up, falling off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sad because like that group were, incredibly talented very 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 incredibly talented. talented very talented and i hope that where they kind of ended up and where they are like today isn't a product of all these kind of messed up things that are happening in their you know relationships and stuff wow. earlier on in their career well i can't speak for for any of that but there was one member of jody c that was targeted um and you know he was beaten and oh, no. he, i think his home was raided and stuff like that and he was known for the, the songwriting that, that was what he was known is it for the, is it the Devonte one i think it is and um <laughs> there was running rumors that basically um suge knight had got his homosexual goons to do think do oh whatever my you God. want with that information i don't want to i don't even want to know and that's how evil that's he would how be. it deteriorated deteriorated but again like i told you when it comes to suge knight this is it's all speculation, speculation. Mm. but apparently after that happened 
they they like he fell off and it was very hard to get the band back together because one thing oh, that it was no. with Jodeci was that they were very talented but mm. they were hood as fuck yeah like, they were known for being hood as fuck mm. so I don't think he ever recovered from that hence why if you're telling me the story of them reuniting because they have been trying to reunite for years so if you're telling me that this is you know the result of it oh no you know. Casey and Jojo yeah. and Devonte. I think it's all three of them that make Jodeci Jodeci yeah, Joe, Jojo. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. Is, De, is Devonte and C is Casey. Yeah, three of them, right? Three of them. That's I don't know. Sure. I'm a flipping '90s baby. Okay, there's so only so much I. I know. So am I, but <laughs> um, so obviously we were speaking about that. So that's how their feud was kind of happening. Like right. They clearly Night and um um Puff Daddy clearly had an issue. Mm. So in 1995. Uh, Mark Anthony Bell had decided to attend a death row Christmas party. It was said that Suge approached Bell and insisted that he give him Puff's home address. When Bell refused, careful, <laughs> he was escorted. He was escorted upstairs with Suge, Tupac, Mm-mm. and a few other associates who proceeded to give him the death row treatment, which consisted of hours of torture and beatings. What do you mean torture and beatings? Let me get into it. Oh, Pat, because this is what you were on yeah apparently so he was involved in this oh no so the group proceeded to beat him with champagne bottles and forced him to let's say allegedly no actually it's not allegedly because she later admits to this um forced him to drink 20 shots of urine who's urine we'll never know do you get it guys on the sepa we'll never know yeah that's that's the that's the million dollar question where are you getting that it's bra- it is bra- is he peeing into the shot glass? I don't know. It's, it's just brazy. It's just it's brazy. Oh but Bell God. reportedly attempted to jump from the balcony of the home, but was dragged back before he could. He somehow endured the abuse without giving up the address and was eventually permitted to leave. Bell pondered whether he should risk death by contacting the police or not, but did a few days later. Sugar, of course, denied all of this, stating, I don't piss in champagne glasses, but eventually settled with Bell for a report of $600,000. I mean, to be giving more than that after you make me drink piss, boy, but okay. Mm-hmm. Like many things that Knight had been accused of doing in the industry, he faced no repercussions. Right. Only a few years ago did Knight admit that um, forcing people to drink pee was something that he did do. He used to do it back in the day apparently that's fucked man saying and he admitted this on his showtime series american dream american nightmare yeah he sounds like an american nightmare that's all i have about that assault but um sugar's currently in jail serving a 28 year sentence for the voluntary manslaughter um of friend and co-founder of heavyweight records terry carter in 2015 it was said that he had followed both carter and another victim Clay Sloan over a disagreement on the set of the hit film Straight Out of Compton. Witnesses say that the collision, so basically he crashed his car into them. The collision um, was intentional, but Knight is claiming that he simply acted in self-defense. He was sentenced for twenty he was sentenced to twenty-two years for the crime and an additional six years because this was his third strike under California's third strikes law. He won't be eligible for parole for another fifteen years. But um, what? So he only ends up going down for something, something when else. Straight Out of Compton came out. Oh, which was, was, have you seen the video? Of what? He said it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. He reversed. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh no! Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. That's fucked up. No, it was fucked yeah. up. Yeah. No, he actually followed them. 
But what? Yeah, oh my god. Um, I remember uh, 50 Cent and the game took that. When you hear Shugs outside, everyone just freezes. So none of them went outside apart from that Terry guy. And they were right up to you because Ice Cube's was just like, shit. Because <laughs> like, basically, oh, they no. Yeah. Yeah. So what? He. I do see like well through like a lot of obviously music and a lot of documentaries and mm-hmm. films over over the years anyways you do mm-hmm. see, kind of see the the fear that Suge Knight instills in people yeah. when he comes into a room and his presence and everything yeah but um I feel like wow he's lucky that he only ended up going down when Straight Outta Compton came up because Straight Outta Compton came up what less than 10 years ago mm-hmm. so he got away with quite a lot of he shit got a lot with a lot up of until shit, very recently which is why I believe that people call him the boogeyman of hip-hop for the simple fact that when his name is mentioned it's like whoa because he has done dirt. Like, there was this I'm running rumour. scary looking dude, though. Yeah. There is this <laughs> running rumour, which, again, I'm going to say speculation, was that with whatever happened to Eze when he was dying mm. and what he was diagnosed with, mm. like, uh, it was underground talk that he injected him <gasps> with the HIV what? or the AIDS that he suffered. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this... I don't know. The stories that I've heard of, like, around this guy... Um, over the years anyways I wouldn't even be shocked to be honest I wouldn't put anything no because he was also um, abusive to Michelle A who's a singer I don't know if you've heard of her but I hold on sorry just to cut you there I'm so sorry to jump in but he was abusive to Michelle A mm-hmm. but didn't Dre also she yeah he used to hit on her as well but Suge beat on her so badly that she had to get her nose rearranged I don't think she ever and you know sometimes when you get that done you don't ever get your is nose that why in her the voice front. is quite high pitched. I wouldn't know about the voice. But oh, okay. Like, yeah, if because what had happened with Straight Outta Compton, she decided to come up with her story as well, mm. which was surviving Compton, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes. And it's the story of Michelle or whatever, and it just kind of goes into detail just how horrible he was. And yeah. oh, so wait, so was he with Michelle to to beat on her, or was? I don't understand. I think, I think they were in a relationship, but like clearly he, he was abusive because um, there's even stories about um, how he would torture people. He would have... So in the building, in the death row building, yeah, he would have dogs. He'd be beating on people and he'd have these vicious dogs. Like he's oh, already God. he was already big as it was. Like He was 250 pounds. Like, he was already big as it was. And he'd just have like a whole like entourage of people where he would just be like, fuck him up finish him off and they'd all do that like death row records was basically death row death row like literally it literally was oh my god that's awful yeah but um from what i know is that he's currently in jail his health is deteriorating um um he's he you know he's tried to get like he tried to get his bond to to like to be a bit lower because it was 25 million dollars at one mm. point and it got reduced to 10 million dollars but um, again, he won't be eligible for ro- for per- mm, for parole for about fifteen years because um, he's just done your dirt and it's caught up with you. I mean, he's fifty six now, so in fifteen years, he's like he's pushing, you know, early seventies, mid seventies. And I don't think that will just stop the beast in him. Like he's just not a nice person. Wow, Suge Knight. <laughs> wow. And that's that's the story of Marion Suge Knight, guys. Wow, Suge Knight and yeah. the assaults that the many assaults that he's got on his name. Yeah, we was, yeah, yeah. My God, well, I mean, rest in peace to the to the man that um he got convicted of doing manslaughter. Yeah, to rest, rest in peace to Terry. That's Carter. awful. I didn't mean to burst out laughing there, but it was just the yeah. way that he was said that he was reversing. No, um, he was like, and you it, said was, that it was uh, self defense. How could that have been? Self-defense? It was so. It was in a like what it was said was it was in a burger kind of spot, 
and there were several witnesses and he did what he did. I do feel like I've seen that video. I, I think it was yeah. viral. I, th- I think it went viral. Oh, yeah, I do feel like I've seen that video. Yeah, this was like that the height of, of viral shit on, on Twitter. Mm. So, yeah, all of that happened and he tried to sit there and say self-defense. But again, with, with cameras and everything, you can't evade the law no more like he has done all of his life. Wow. But, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. He needs to... Well, I mean, maybe behind bars is the best place for him if that's the type of behavior oh, one, he's 100%. 100%. On. That man is scary. Like, he's really... He's really, really scary. Like, he's really... <laughs> scary. That he's... Like, like. so when I was doing the research for, for Suge Knight, every story I was... So it was like... I think it was like 10 or 14 things that Suge Knight has done to someone. Mm. And I was like, every time I just kept seeing, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What? One, like, music executive went missing for two days and came back with a shaved head, like, cigar burns and a swollen face. Oh. Because Suge Knight wanted, wanted one of his artists and he was like, you need to release them or... I'm going to do what I need to do. Damn. He didn't you know? even want to sit down and negotiate. He was just on crud and said, bro, listen, it's either going to go one of two ways. Right. <laughs> right. You either give me your artist or you're done out here. And I don't know. That's I, it. I think his anger probably stems from the fact that if his mum was saying that he was just too much of a sweetheart when he was younger, he probably had to prove himself. And he was like, what? No, like, this is who I am. And unfortunately he's just been terrorizing everyone. Mm, toxic masculinity. I mean, he's a Taurus in it. So, <sighs> boy do what you will with that information and do what you will but that's it from me <laughs> that was awesome i did not know all this stuff about shig Knight. obviously i i there's so much speculation mm-hmm. about like who killed biggie and all of that type of stuff yeah and, you know a lot of the things that you hear through the kind of hip-hop pipeline over the years but mm-hmm. i did not know about that specific um assault although cop seems to know quite a lot yeah i think yeah like, <laughs> I don't, like, I I didn't know much about him until I watched Straight Outta Compton. Right. And that's when I was just kind of like, whoa, who the fuck is this? Because I knew he was signed to Death Row Records because my sister grew up in the 90s. So I yeah, grew yeah, up yeah. around that music. Yeah, 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 definitely. But, like, him himself, I thought that he was just behind the shadows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like he was like. So when I knew that he was active, I was just like, "Yeah, he sounds what the active." Fuck? What the hell, man? Yeah, he's he's a crazy guy. He's well, a crazy yeah, guy. maybe he's just in the sp- the place that he finally needs to 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 be. Um, yeah, and hopefully he reflects a lot on his behavior inside the judicial system. I hope he does, and I hope that the victim, Mark Anthony Bell, like whatever has happened to him, like mm. I, I hope that he's found healing and peace because definitely, you know, there's. It, all of this torture shit if he did allegedly make him drink urine from god knows that's where disgusting like come on how do that's you survive so demeaning. that do you know what i mean do you know what i mean it's like okay like you, you can get mentally obviously throughout like when you go into that, that situation you can mm-hmm. get through it but like the way that it actually affects you like retrospectively is mm-hmm. fucked up like oh, yeah 100 percent. why would you want to drink someone else's piss you wouldn't yeah, want to drink yeah. your own yeah but like 100 percent. like I've, I've read so many stories when it comes to torture torture is really like it's really sad because mm. i've read so many stories about someone torturing someone and they've just reached the end of it and they've literally begged their murderer or begged the person that's torturing them to, to kill, kill them, them. yeah They're like you know what just like just kill me like you because the, the, when you survive are you really yourself again yeah i know it's like, awful. Who, were, who were you before somebody humiliated you like that because it's not as if you made them drink urine and it was just them two you're telling me it was in front of allegedly the the, the legend Tupac and a whole bunch of other goons. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, 
Like it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's just very fucked up. But mm. thank you for telling that story. Um, You're welcome. I definitely will be looking into Shignite more and the antics of his past. Marion. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that's his name. <laughs> Probably was getting slapped up as a kid. No wonder he's trying to start proving. I myself. genuinely think that he was one of like one of those, you know, the oh, you're so adorable. And he's yeah, like, oh, nah, man, I'm not a dickhead. Oh, look at like, your chubby you know cheeks. I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean, little chub star? You know, chub star, oh. dum dum. Wait, if you say it, chubs to dum dum. You're so silly. Uh, oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. I'm ready to hear your story. But yeah, thank you so much for telling that. You're Beautifully welcome. told as per usual and thank very you. insightful. But I mean... Guys, I should have wore a bra because this is just not supporting me. Know. Did you expect any less than though? No. Yeah, don't think so. You know, I thought this because this bodysuit was tight, it would do the supporting. Nah. Guys, it's, it's not working out. But go mm. on. Stop looking at them. Stop looking at them. Is that just, my bodysuit? Yeah, it is. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just tell, just tell the world. I'm gonna go off of the kind of sidebar of drinking your own piss, and I'm gonna tell you why. This story is loosely related to something else that is loosely also related to our last episode. That's also loosely related to drinking your own piss. But now I'm really confused. So. Talking of drinking your own piss, today I'm going to be doing a, a, a case about cybercrime because that's what I got in the spinny spin last year, um, last year, last episode. But the reason why I, I bring up drinking your own piss is because last episode we discussed the film 127 I was just about Hours. To say that. I was just about to say that. Uh, guys. How did you feel about that? I mean, obviously, if you haven't seen it already, I don't know if you... I didn't know even it's for Cindy, so I forced her to watch it on the weekend when she was at my house. It gave me a lot of anxiety. Like, she, she knew it. Like, there, were, there were certain <laughs> scenes, yeah. There were certain scenes that I, like, I was just kind of turning my face away because one thing that I will say is, is that Danny Boyle is a legend. Mm. Like, the, the guy that directed it, like, he really knows how to go there with things. And... Obviously, you know when you, you finish watching a film that's just a little bit traumatic, mm. you go and do the research and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the, the guy who is it's actually based on, he said that like basically that was the closest thing to a documentary that he's like ever seen. Right. Like, even the part when the the eight hundred pound boulder f- fell on his arm and he didn't scream, he said that's exactly how he he didn't say ow like wow that's exactly how it was. So the shock you would have been in. Are you happy that you watched it though? I feel like it's something that everybody has to watch at some point. Quabs, have you seen 127 hours? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, you just, it's just a right of passage. You've got to do it. And I'm so happy that you finally did, even though it's an extremely uncomfortable film to watch. Very uncomfortable. Do you know, like. Uh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> I just like. I had so many questions. Like, I really had so many questions. But I think the, the 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 number one thing that just really pissed me off is the fact that he would do shit like that and he wouldn't tell people that he was doing it. Mm. Even though his family reported him missing and stuff like that, it's by the grace of God that he was he was smart enough to know, oh, I need to cut off. Because in real life, the guy that it's based on, he mm. was smart enough to know that, oh, this vein or this artery and I know how to, to tie this up and blah, blah. But mm. 
Imagine Many people just, wouldn't know how exactly. to do that. I wouldn't. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I'll try and I'll try and fight for survival. But if I've tried so many things, Sifini, like it's, mm. it's that's it. I yeah. will actually accept my fate. Like he's so lucky that he was a met with coyotes because he was like in a deserty kind of area, like mm-hmm. so, canyon. Do you know what I mean? Like he's so lucky that he was a met with so like many wild animals or anything like a fucking drifter. That's crazy. He's just lucky like he's honestly so lucky so the film just made me feel incredibly uncomfortable yeah it, it it's a very uncomfortable film i mean i think at the, like in that performance james franco does incredibly well um i'm really 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 disappointed in the allegations that are against him so yeah. i'm gonna say that as a disclaimer yeah. i don't endorse or support anything that he's yeah. been um allegedly accused yeah. of um but his particular performance in that film and prior to his allegations, I really did have a lot of love and respect for James Franco as an I, actor. I did, I did too. I, I've, oh God. First of all, he's a very handsome man. And secondly, he acts so well. Mm. So I liked him a lot as well. Mm. But I think to me, before the allegations came, I did tell you about this. He made really weird comments about um, 12 Years a Slave. Oh. He said something about how it was either a thrill watching the whipping scenes mm. or it was a turn on or he said something along those lines. And even though we should stop with these slave kind of films, mm. I just don't think you as a white man should make those kind of comments. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially regarding a true story about a man that was falsely, you know, kidnapped and taken mm-hmm. for 12 years when he was a freed man and never got his justice in the end of it. Like don't make comments like that. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine being taken for 12 fucking Yes. It was just Jesus. So, so there's this woman, um I think her name was Patty something back in America. Mm. And what she would do was she would kidnap freed slaves and sell them onto slavery. Oh, I do know that story, yeah. 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 And she, she never got a justice. She committed suicide in jail. But apparently in the US it used to be really common where they, you know, some parts were free mm-hmm. and you know these these mm-hmm. black folk were living well had their mm-hmm. own businesses mm-hmm. working whatever you get those bounty hunters to bring them right back and, down to yeah. themselves and don't, you don't do? get too excited uppity nigga you better come right back down exactly you slave. exactly which evil is, it is evil which is why this is gonna sound really funny but do you know when i'm pretty sure that back in those days when you were like i'm a freed person and blah blah said the third you had to have your credentials you yeah. had to have your papers and stuff like that one thing that was really triggering to me was I don't know if you guys remember the COVID, like the beginning of COVID when that New York woman harassed that guy and she had the dog. Yeah, was that outside the block of flats. Yeah, and I think it coined the term Karen from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when everything came out, he was like, "I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a blah blah." blah. It really did something to me. It, it kind of brought me back there, where it was just kind of like, "Why do you, as a black man, just can't self. be a, a black man jogging mm-hmm. in the park, or you just can't be a black man, black man going for a walk?" Why do you, like, why is it that when the police is called, you now have to beg and plead for your life and say, mm. look, I'm a normal human being. I'm a decent human being. It just took me back to the whole, that that thing where it's like, please don't tell on me. I'm a freed man. I'm mm. not a runaway. Mm. I don't like that. I yeah. really don't like that, which is why in this life, like, if I'm ever suspected of something, I am. That's exactly why I am. If I look mm. like an immigrant, I'm an immigrant. If I look like I'm trouble, I'm trouble. Like, I'm never going to prove myself to you because I'm just a normal human being, just mm. like you and the next person. Mm. I shouldn't have to beg and plead with a with a common person, like yeah. So it really no, did definitely. something to me. Definitely, that's so. That's actually such an important sentiment, and yeah, um, yeah you don't have to prove yourself to anybody, no, especially when people feel so entitled to start asking you where you're from, what you're doing here, why you're in this building, where tear tear. Like fuck I, you. I hate that shit, and I think 
you know one thing that i've just started to get like really what really annoys me is that when people entertain that why are you entertaining that Mm. You know you're in that building. You know you lived. You you pay that rent. Bro, you've know been there for three plus months. The way I push my hands in someone's face, yeah, brother. You better not come into my face of no. Do, I remember when I was in China. I went to China, yeah, bruv. Mm. And I remember, like it was, it was, it was, it was um an area of China where there is not many black people. I don't think there's a lot of black people in China in general, mm. but in a Shanghai or a Beijing, mm-hmm. you may expect that a bit more. Mm-hmm. But in this particular area of china that i was in i was in this area called shengdu mm-hmm. and there was not a black person around and i remember being in like this this town center um because I, I was stopping there to, to go somewhere else at the time mm. um and i remember like a couple people pushing their phones into my face and i was like brother like i'm so i, I really felt to catch a charge that day i swear down mm. and like even the way that you're like also a lot like this person that was trying to film me didn't speak english so all i'm doing is i'm screaming back at this person and they, they have, have no, no idea what i'm fucking saying. talking about i look like a fucking yeah. lunatic and you're the foreigner i'm the black person in the middle of this of this chinese city that can't fucking speak chinese yeah. looks like a lunatic because obviously i'm getting pissed off that someone's filming me and this is like what was the even point what was the point of me trying to prove myself and trying to get this person out of like out of my face with their camera mm. because now all i'm gonna be is on his socials looking, looking like, like the fucking woman. crazy black American, they probably thought I was American or English woman that mm. is just rambling and looking like a fucking rabid dog yeah. on their socials because I didn't want somebody to push like shit into my face or something, yeah. whatever. But that's how I get when, yeah. I'm, when I'm like, I'm very territorial of my space of, of like, of who's around me. And yeah. if you're going to push something in my face or in, invade my personal space, it's going to make me quite angry. Yeah. Right. So this person didn't understand what the fuck I was going through. But I, I, I kind of do feel like it's almost the same sentiment as well where it's like if you're trying to prove yourself to these type of people they already have an idea and um something in their mind that that's mm. that's motivating them to mm-hmm. act this way mm-hmm. so there's no point of of battling them or acting out of character or this that and the other because anything you do is playing into the the, yeah. the, the, the stereotype and this character that yeah. they already have of you in their head yeah um so that was a mistake i made i mean i'm sorry that you had to experience that that's okay but do you know in life yeah You know when you grow up and then you're like, oh, you need to behave like this or you need to behave like that in case this person will portray you in this way or in case you look like this or in case you look like that. I think it was maybe about five years ago, six years ago. I started to embrace ratchetness. (laughs) I love being ratchet, bro. I love being ghetto, you know. I I don't care. I don't care because I'm going to tell you something right now, yeah. If another race was doing the same shit I was doing, you praise them for it. Like, this is who I am. Mm. This is my blackness and this is what I stand for. So to me, like, even when... Because, you know, you were talking about stereotypes. Mm. I'll play that stereotype. Mm. I walk around with a bonnet. I don't care. This is, like, this is who I am and this is what I stand for. Mm -hmm. One of the best things that God could have made me was a black woman. So, to me, like, when you hear about experiences like that, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that, but they're just a bunch of ignorant people. You know what it is? It's, it's so at the time, me and my partner were talking about this because it was like, are they ignorant? Or this is what he actually made me realize. China is absolutely incredibly massive, right? Yeah. And my my opinion is you must know a Beyonce or a Rihanna. They, there must be black people that you've interacted with in your right. life, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking also of very mainstream um, 
city so like i said yeah. a, a beijing or or a, a shanghai yeah. which tend to be like business hubs and you know metropolitan cities mm-hmm. but you gotta remember where i was i was in an area where it's not really it's not even really common for tourists to be in i just happened to have to be there because i was swapping over via a flight and i had to stay there for that day you also have to remember that china don't have our internet that we have so they can't just bop onto in, like instagram or Twitter or Facebook, they have their own like internet infrastructure. So, so, so in all of that, black people just just. Don't I don't exist. think I don't think it's the fact that they don't exist. I think it's just very few and far between. You have to remember how many people are up in China. You know, I know. Right, I know think I know, about I this. All right, think about this. Right, bop. From, we live in London, right, mm. and we see people of all skin colors, creeds, races. Um, sexual orientations we're fucking melting pot and I love that for our city because mm-hmm. anybody I come into contact to a uh, contact with I fucking love mm. but find yourself out in the fucking farmer's pits of the UK mm. where they don't see nary a person darker than or, or like darker than their own skin tone think of the way that they would react to you I don't give a fuck I'm not saying that it's okay but I am saying that sometimes well in this UK, I don't think it's really... I don't think there's even an excuse for it. But in the situation that I particularly was in, mm. I could kind of see why it was so shocking for them to see... Uh, I don't know if I can agree with that. Okay, where would they see a black person? You tell me. So you're telling me that you were in a part where black people are really there. Okay, mm. that's granted. That's a given. But there are other parts of China where there are tourists there. There are unis, there are international students. Yeah, no, definitely. So on and so forth. Definitely. Um, a TV exists where, let's say they're doing a news report and a black person could be in the background. A black person could be getting interviewed from that part of China. Mm. Let's not play dumb. No, no I definitely, give, I, I definitely give, think... Know, that whole excuse, because even when you're talking about certain parts of the UK and they're like, oh, they, like, they haven't seen black fucker, but, oh, hello, newsflash. No, the black UK is exists. a bit of a different situation right. because the UK haven't got any sort of like internet or media censorship. Right. But I think in this context of China, and that's what I, because I was angry that day. I was like, yeah. bruv, you must, you've seen black people like come off it. Like it's the fucking 21st century. But they know that. But Okay, so even though they haven't seen a black person, that's a given. Mm. But people are aware of races. Mm-hmm. What, when you sit down. No, and you're absolutely right. history lessons. Like, you've learned about that. They know about a fucking James Brown. They know about Prince. They know about Drake. They know, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know that black people exist. Yeah, definitely. So, so to me, it's not as if you're in a completely sheltered area. This this is not people from the Amazon rainforest mm. where it's like, I don't know who you are and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But then they'd look at everyone like that because mm. they're only used to their own. Yeah. I believe that we should just stop making excuses for people like that. I can understand you being fascinated and being like, oh my gosh, like, this is... This is someone. This is someone black. Oh my gosh! But shoving your your phone in their face. Where's your decorum? Yeah. Did your mom raise it's you true. like that? Did your mom raise it's you? True. My mom never raised me to, to to be racist. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's true. Like my mom never raised me to. If something is different, you question it. Or if something's different, you bully it. Mm. My mom has never raised me to do that. No, so definitely. Why is that excuse always extended for black folk? Definitely. I think. Yeah. I, I, there's definitely not anything that I can say that would justify that. Um, I just, I, I did have to kind of think critically about that situation and it wasn't the first and only time that I, I dealt with that situation. I went on to go to Thailand, which was an absolutely beautiful destination, had the best holiday there and the best people are there. Um, and the best drugs. I, I'm not, I did not partake in any sort of drug taking in, in Thailand. I do not want to be like Bridget Jones up in the fucking prison. <laughs> like, please, I do not want that for my life. Um, 
But of course, again, Chinese tourists were there and um, Chinese tourists, and I had to, had to uh, transit back through China again um, when I came home. This time it was through Beijing. So again, it was a lot of, it was a different situation. Right. But I did get one more family that did the same thing to me. Um, and I still was like, super angry and mm. pissed off because I've had the greatest holiday with my partner and somebody else now that I'm trying to get back to London is fucking shoving their phone in my face I don't know if it was a language barrier or what um, and I tried to be graceful to everybody um, and their experiences and everything I'm sure it wasn't trying to be out of you know maliciousness um, but it was just an interesting experience and just how we interact with others and experience the world and mm. there's obviously a lot of ways that people dis- like experience the world I found it insane that i wasn't able to access any of my socials when i was in china um and you know that we could only access things through their infrastructure which is fair enough because i was in china um but yeah just a very different experience and um yeah it was just humbling in a way i guess i just didn't want to act out in certain ways but at the same time it was also like i don't want to do with your ignorance and it was just a very push and pull moment for me and how you react to those type of situations um but yeah on a brighter note, though, fucking love China, man. It's just not safe to travel as a black person. That shit is exhausting, man. Oh, it is very exhausting, not, but I will not stop traveling. Travel I love, I love person. traveling. I love seeing the world. I love seeing different people. I love seeing different cultures. I love getting involved in different cultures. I love appreciating them. And even if that's not always extended back to me, that's totally fine. Um, because I know who I am. I know what I'm about. Mm-hmm. And I will, and I know how I treat others. So if you treat me in different ways, then that's on you. Um, that's getting a little bit deep. So let's get into my let's story. Go, so I'm go. glad, I am glad that you brought up, uh, urine, well, I, well, I brought, well, you brought the up the, the urine thing um, because that leads us on to James Franco. And I'm also glad that we, like, because we, <laughs> we, we watched 127 hours, um, James Franco, like I said, and that gives us a nice little segue into my today's story. Go for it. Um, and I love that you also brought up 12 Years a Slave because this this week what the fuck Manable? do you have everything involved in this story sweetie um, listen i don't play when it comes to this podcast okay go on i'm this, listening well you the 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 um the theme for this week for my story was cyber crime right and so this week with looking at films looking at 127 hours james franco 127 hours i am giving you the sony pictures cyber attacks of 2014 never heard of this act more excited send right so and we're gonna we're gonna be looking at our dear friend well i don't know if i can call him a different anymore but we're gonna be looking at james franco again in this situation oh no did they show his penis we're gonna cut that out (laughs) (laughs) not fucking show his penis Right, Sony Sony Pictures cyber attack of 2014. My sources for this was Wikipedia, of course. So you say Wikipedia just the same way that I do. I say Wikipedia, you say Wikipedia. What's the difference? Say Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Say it again. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. What's wrong with that? Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Okay. So the sources for this are Wikipedia. You say Wikipedia. Whatever, man. Can't explain why the love it makes me Wikipedia. That's how it sounds. That was terrible. You need to cut that out, man. What you need to cut out <laughs> is James Franco's dick. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Right. 
<laughs> so the Sony Pictures cyber attack. The sources for this was Wikipedia, PBS NewsHour, and Recode by Vox. And I mean, let's just get into it. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Sorry, let's go, Sony. Give it to me. <clears throat> so. On Friday, 21st of November, 2014, several Sony execs were alerted by an email sent by a group known as God's Apostles. Within this email, the group demanded monetary compensation from Sony Pictures, otherwise the entire corporation was going to be bombarded as a whole. It went on to warn them that Sony also needed to decide on their course of action and how they were going to action this email by 11 p.m. of that evening. Mm -hmm. But this is the U.S. It's a fucking Friday. Everybody's like, fuck that. They lock up their laptops. They're like fucking getting out of there. They're going to have their bloody drinks. They're enjoying their lives. But I don't think that's just the U.S. thing. I think that's everyone. Like, I think listen, it's, it's very Western. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. moment it hits 5 p.m., like, I'm not trying to deal with it with, with, with an issue. Like, goodbye. Do you get it? Um, so a lot of them were like, you know what? It's Friday. It's Friday. Get the fuck out of here. And a lot of them just ignored it as a normal phishing email because if you're anything like me, my emails, my junk email is a fucking... Every day... I get some sort of, you've won a million dollars. You've got this. You've yeah. won that. This, here's, your, here's your vaccination card from the mm-hmm. NHS. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just, it was just kind of passed up as I... Um, you've got a basketball player. Come collect him now. And I know yeah. you'd have been like, yes. Yeah, and then I would have got spammed. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then you would have taken that 250K that you made on Amex and given it to that basketball player. Absolutely not. I don't know about that. Um... <laughs> But the email itself was largely ignored as a standard phishing email. Um, there was no other crazy threats that I made. So people kind of palmed it off, put it in the junk mail, got along with their business. You also got to remember, this is Sony Pictures. Right. The amount of shit and spam that they must get must be insane, right? right. Um, I mean, so I was going to go into detail about Sony Pictures, but I really feel like they just they need no in- introduction. It's Sony. Um, it's the pictures slash entertainment department. So they're the people mm-hmm. that go after your your films, your shows, all of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um it's a billionaire conglomerate, isn't it? You know, like that. <laughs> okay, I don't know if uh, maybe PS PlayStation is also included in this. I think I'm not it sure. Is. It is. Um, I don't know if it's within Sony Pictures itself because that's more of the no. movie side. But obviously, it's under Sony. Mm. So, anyways, as we all know, Sony's a fucking beast of a company. So, sorry to cut you up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know how you talk about PlayStation, yeah? Mm. Don't you hate it, yeah? Mm. But you're with your dude. And you know you just want some attention. Mm. You know you just want some attention, and he promises to give it to you. Mm. And then you hear EA Sports to the game. First and of you know all, you've lost him. I have. I I think I've got quite lucky, you know. I, I haven't. I, I, my 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 current partner and all of my exes have never been gamers. So they've always had a gaming console, but they've never been so into the game where it's like. When you're trying to give me my undivided attention, you're getting distracted by that. Like that's never been a thing. So I'm so sorry because I know that the, the the love interest in your life is very much <laughs> involved in gaming, which I love that for him. But um, no, I'm glad you that, love it for him. That could like be quite it. a jarring. I don't like it. Like do you know sometimes you try. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I want to allow men to, to do their thing. Do your thing, man. Like mm. I don't want to bother you. Like it's okay. Have your own hobby. But damn, like you know when like an hour and a half is gone, I'm like you're taking a piss, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so why am I here just to see the back of your head? <laughs> why am I here? And I feel like I've always fallen for gamers. 
So maybe you just like some gamers. I don't like gamers. That's the thing. Like, I don't like gamers, but yeah. you know, yeah. How's Carry that on. <laughs> I just wanted to say. That. <laughs> it's fucking annoying. I mean, you ain't gonna get out of that anytime soon. So you better start getting your controller and getting involved in the game. Get your head in the game. And don't be don't be too surprised. Carry on with your story. I mean, I might. I know what to get you for Christmas. I might get you a controller. To do what? It's gonna start. It's just gonna stand in the corner to collect dust. Controller, controller. So, on Monday, twenty fourth of November, twenty fourteen. Everybody's, just, you know, they've shut down their laptops on the Friday. They've gone out for their drinks. They're enjoying their weekend. As they, they come would. back. Do you know what I mean? Come back in on the Monday. Um, and then the entire company are alerted of a serious, serious security breach within the company. Oh, no. A large amount of confidential information um, about the company and its employees has been released to the public uh, via internet and also social media. And these documents included the following. Uh, financial and salary information of the employees and senior execs. Oh, I know some people were pissed. Oh, you know, you know, that's that leadership team. They were pissed. I know some people were, but they're because like, they were, they were like, oh, this is what I'm making. Do you know what I mean? And you know, the lower downs were like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. After I do the hours that I do, and this is what yeah. you lot are making. Yeah. They would have been pissed. Do you get it? But carry on. Um, it also included social security numbers, mm. employee emails. Uh, employee information and also unfortunately um, throughout the week it would come to be known that there was information about the employees families as well um, oh no I don't like that yeah I know that's fucked up man um, but also unreleased scripts and also unreleased films were leaked during this leak so unreleased films that were leaked at the time included the following Annie Fast and Furious no, not fucking. It's Fast and Furious even on my Sony. I think it's done by Universal know. or something like that. But I feel like Fast and Furious always gets leaked. Maybe it's because I've been watching. But it's, uh, but, and, it's because what when when them lot found the scripts for Fast and Furious Six and it was it, it was really like homoerotic. It's very homoerotic. <laughs> I love that episode. Um, oh gosh, sorry. I fucking love American Dad. So uh, um. So this included the following at the time. So there was the upcoming Annie film. If you know, you know, it was the first black Annie with uh, Quavenjane Wallace. Uh, is that her name? Yeah. How well, real? I think she is from down south. I want to say it's that she's from like New name. Orleans. Um, Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz. It also included Fury that was coming up that has Brad Pitt in it. Um, Still Alice with Julianne Moore and also Mr. Turner uh, starring Timothy Spall. So these were big films and they were all um, leaked. Why is your face like that? Why did I think Mr. Turner was Ike Turner? Sorry, carry on. I feel like maybe you should have done it for your Mm. (laughs) assault. Because Timothy Spall's Yes, maybe that's why he's on your mind. Timothy Spall's from Harry Potter? Ain't he the rat? What? (laughs) Wait, sorry, Google time. (laughs) I'm sure he's the rat. Timothy Spall's the rat. Oh my god. He is, isn't it? Wait, he's in chicken. Oh my god, he's in Battersea. What? You can the map, yeah? Yeah, he is the rat. He is the rat. Peter Pettigrew, isn't it? Oh my god, he's Peter Pettigrew. Yay! So, everybody's linked to Harry Potter. Love that. Um, Harry on. So, yeah, all these films were leaked, the scripts were leaked, red tat But, 
on that day, a Reddit post, shout out to Reddit because everything that goes down goes down a fucking Reddit. Yeah, it does. Um, appeared stating um, that Sony Pictures had been hacked. And there was a group that was that were um, claiming that they were the ones that were responsible. They were the perpetrators and they identified themselves as the Guardians of Peace, which are also known as the Lazarus Group. And they are a cybercrime group with an, uh, with an unknown amount of members that belong to this particular group. And they were alleged to have close ties with the what? None other than the North Korean government. Oh, no. It's, it's so let's over. get into North it's all over. Korea. Don't cry, don't beg. Hey, let's get into North Korea. Do you remember Korea? that meme? <laughs> don't cry, don't <laughs> The Nigerian man on um, Cheetahs. <laughs> what is all this, Jackie? It's all over. Don't cry. Don't, don't beg. Cry, Excuse me, sir. I gotta go. <laughs> God, I love you some cheetahs. What, a, what an episode. What a, what a series. It's just like, my friends told me not to get with the Nigerian. <laughs> I got with the Nigerian and you cheat on me. Sorry. That's our own. Um, so, of course, at this point, when they're seeing, you know, what's happening within their company, they're seeing these crazy posts on Reddit. Mm-hmm. They're getting their teams together. Mm-hmm. And they're attempting, like, with all their might to kind of, like, retrieve this confidential information and shut this whole thing down. So they partner with a cybersecurity firm by the name of Trellix, which which was known as that in 2014. Sorry, Mm. no, which is known as that now. But in 2014, it was known as uh, Firefly. And, of course, they got a a team up with none other than the FBI. Mm -hmm. Um, And they start all investigating the situation. So, while they're investigating this, the leak of confidential information is continuing. So, they don't just come in on the Friday or the Monday and just be like, hey, we're leaking this information. Peace out. Mm -hmm. They're like, fuck you. (laughs) We're leaking this every motherfucking day. Every Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. So... Those poor employees, that's not fair. Oh, man, it's not cool, man. So, um, confidential information continues to come out. And then it comes to November 28th, four days after the first um, leak. And a tech website by the name of Recode, which is now under the name of Vox. So it's by Vox, but it's also called Recode. And it reports the speculation around the case and perpetrators behind the attack. And they say that they think whoever's doing this... Mm -hmm. Is in the building. No. Oh. Is from North Korea. And they're linked to North Korea. Right. And they state that the reason that they have received this information from sources that that the hackers... um, are working sorry hold on so they state that they've received this information from sources that claim that the hackers are working on behalf of the north korean government and have started um leaking information earlier that week mm-hmm. so now let me tell you how this links into our earlier discussions and what i think is hilarious about this because when i was doing my research yesterday and i was mm-hmm. trying to struggling to find a cyber crime mm-hmm. you sent me a crazy video online with our guy james franco God, I hope those allegations aren't true because if not, he's a piece of shit. With with James Franco and Nicki Minaj, and it was from a particular film. Let's hold that there. So they say that the motivation behind this attack was due to the concerns raised by the government earlier on that June, June of 2014, right. where the North where the North Korean Central News Agency reported that the government um, that they serve, obviously North Korea, was super unhappy about one of Sir Sony's upcoming films, and that film went by the name of The Interview. 
And is that is that the film? And so yes, so to link back to what I was just talking about with James Franco and Nicki Minaj, the the, the clip that you happened to send me last night while I was doing my my research happened to be from that particular film, The Interview. So the film is called The Interview. It is called The Interview. And it's so crazy funny. is like when I was researching, I was like, should I do this story? And then I saw your, your DM and I was like, this is a sign. I've got to fucking do this story. It was so, like, when I sent you the DM, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because like, I don't know James Franco to be funny. Mm. It's really a shame that he's a dickhead. Oh God. I was watching it yesterday and I've, I felt bad because I was dying. Like he was really making me laugh. Like he was like, ah, oh, do you have toast with your butter? <laughs> Cause he really wanted her butt. I mean, you know what? In all honesty. Mm, that's so sad, man. I stand with the um, victims. Yes. If they're always, saying what they're saying, always. then we always have to stand with the victims. Always. I'm just incredibly disappointed, disappointed yeah. because i'm so sad yeah he was he was an amazing talent and amazing actor but again we always sign with the victims there was, there's always a reason why they're saying these things and we have to we have to believe that so i don't want to give him too much credit or too much exposure on him in this particular story but we have to mention him so yeah um so they were unhappy about the upcoming film, The Interview, and that was due to safety concerns concerning th- their government and the entire country. Mm. Um, and the Korean Central News Agency, also known as the KCNA, reported that if the film is to be released, then that would then that would um, evoke merciless retaliation. Damn. And that was in the June of that year. And so now we fast forward to November. Mm. So let's pause there. I'm going to get into the fact of the interview itself. I pulled too much gin in there, didn't I? Yeah, you did, man. Sorry. Um, so we're going to get into the interview itself, the film, the interview, and the premise behind the film that has North Korea absolutely shooketh at this point. So let's get into it. Mm. So in the late 2000s, our guy, Seth Rogen, if you know about Seth Rogen, bullet. I love Seth Rogen. He's, he's, he's the weed smoker. Yeah, he's such a stoner as well. I love him. <laughs> I love him, mate. I, I like if I smoke with Seth, with Seth Rogen before I die, I'd be a happy lass. And Snoop Dogg, of course, and Wiz Khalifa, and Cheech and Chong. I'm missing someone. Anyway, I mean, if I if I had expensive lobster and I laid with Drake before I died, I'd be okay too. Okay, so in the late two thousands. <laughs> In the late 2000s, Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg developed a loose idea for the film that they were thinking of. um, And this was based on the premise of a joke that they had, which would happen if a journalist was required to assassinate a world leader. So initially, the script writer, who was known as Dan Sterling, um, he wanted it to be about a fictional dictator from a fictional company, um, Mm. country, sorry. Mm. But he was asked to rewrite it um, to have a focus on Kim Jong-il um, by Seth Rogen mm. and uh, Evan Goldberg. Um, and also the execs at Sony Pictures. Mm. So unfortunately, Kim Jong-il did die in 2011. And so then the comedy film took a skew from Kim Jong-il to his successor and son, Kim Jong-un. Okay. The one with the chubby cheeks. The one with the chubby cheeks and the, and the buzz cut, cut hair. hair. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. No, no disrespect, by the way. Kim, Kim Jong, I'm a huge fan of yours. Like, honestly, Kim like, Jong Un. 
like we could be brethren. Do you want to smoke up with Seth Rogen? Like we could do that. Like, look, I do you know what I mean? The best places please. in London. Like, please. Like, I, I don't want to have. I don't even want to have no bad blood. With I you. am. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, we I can go even... for lobster. Thank we can you. go for cinema. Thank you. We can go for walks. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, I can fun. show you about London. Yeah, I can show you. I can show you. But, you know, I just don't want no black blood because I know you've got those nukes over there and exactly. I just don't want them coming over here. Can you imagine? I'll be having my sandwich, yeah? <laughs> since we have all of us. Yeah, boom! No. <laughs> They'll be like, I heard you was talking shit on True Crime MC. Listen, John, um, I'm joking. <laughs> I joke a lot. Listen, big a, jokes. I joke a lot. Big like, jokes. Don't take anything that I say seriously unless I'm crying, okay? I joke a lot, but carry on. Yeah, so um, so they wanted to skew it towards his son, who assumed power in 2011, and obviously that's King Jong-un. Our guy, our brethren, our Cody, we don't want no bad blood, please don't send the nukes. Such a, he's just, you know, he's, just, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a good guy. Mm. He's, 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 he's a good guy. Mm. We're going to move on from there swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they plan to release the film in October of 2014 with Seth Rogen and, of course, James Franco as the leads. Which you now know because you watched the, the the video clip yesterday of Nicki Minaj in it. So, so let's flash back to June 2014. Um, so, of course, due to the statement made by the Korean Central News Agency, Sony started to re-edit the film because they're like, fuck, I ain't even trying to hear what Kim Jong-un has to say. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not a big of a deal. It's a film. Let's edit this shit. Um, because mm-hmm. they had quite a gory end scene where they see Kim Jong-un die. Oh, no. And so they were like, you know what? Let's just reel it back in. Let's reel it back in. Because we don't want to talk about Let's reel it. Yeah. Um, and they started to edit the end part just to make sure that it was more acceptable for the North Korean government. Um, and because due to this, they ended up pushing their release um, from the October of that year towards the December of that year. Right. So... Now that you've got the context of pos- uh, possible North Korean involvement, let's go back to the ongoing attacks that are currently happening in November of 2014. Mm. Um, November of 2014, what were you and I doing? Getting us no good at college, bye. No, we weren't. College would have finished in June 2014, so we would have been in uni. And also getting up to no good. Goodbye. Yeah, so um, following the speculation, the hackers continued to release information into the first week of December. So, flash forward to uh, December 6th, the North Korean government released a statement denying that they were involved in the hack. But they did support whoever was orchestrating it and also held it as a righteous deed, quote unquote. Mm. So, information continued to be leaked to the public. It detailed emails between um, execs and Seth Rogen. It also um, discussed editing the gory scenes around the dictator's death out of the movie. Mm. Um, And it comes to December 8th, and the group themselves, they then decide, you know what, nothing's happening. We're continuously Mm. threatening these people to no avail. So Mm. they um, go to Sony, and they start bringing up the holy grail of shit that you don't mention. And they start bringing up 9-11. Oh no. So of course this is, these yeah, emails now drew they that. do not play about 911. If you want to get if you want to get the US attention, mention 911 because yeah. they do not play. Yeah. And rightly so. Rightly so. Right? Um so they they this drew the attention of the US security agencies. They were like, "Huh, you're going to be mentioning 911." Okay, let's get into it. So, of course this was this is super concerning because the statement that was released by the news agency um, they also were, were super concerned about their safety, but they also said that North Korea actually raised concerns with the UN 
um, when this this film was first kind of announced because they were like, what the hell is going to happen when, you know, people see our dictator die on screen? Right. Um, and so they said to the UN to allow the production, sorry, quote, to allow the production and distribution of such a film on the assassination of an incumbent head of a sovereign state should be regarded as the most undisguised sponsoring of terrorism as well as an act of war. So at this point, North Korea are seeing this as an act of terrorism. So they're coming back and be like, okay, you want to do terrorism on us? Let's bring up you lot's terrorism. 9-11, bitch. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so they're not fucking around at this point. Yeah. Allegedly. When do, when do North Korea ever allegedly fuck about? I'm not saying that you don't fuck around um, Kim Jong-un, but also you... Let's just, let's just get dinner sometime. I, I don't want to be I your just, enemy. I just know that you're a very serious guy and you're very about your work. Mm. So... <laughs> Mr. Kim Jong Un, like we just know that you're about your business, and we respect, we we love a businessman. Mm. We love a businessman. Let's leave it at that. Please don't attack us. Please, I we're, beg. We're, we're, we're really on our. Knees. I'm not gonna. Look, is scary, you know. Listen, for for a London babe, I'm really begging it. This is the third time I begged it with this man, you know. <laughs> you better leave me alone. As a London girl, I begged it three times. Nah, please, please. Kim Jong Un, listen. If you want to go to the softball, we've got that soft soft play thing, in it. You can get alcoholic slushies. You can go and be um, a kid for the day in the adult soft play. We can go down slides. We can climb ropes. We can do anything that you want to do. Just I beg you, keep the nuclear weapons at home. Bitch, I'm taking them to gravity. Let's go to gravity. Let's do some. I'm let's do some. Um, let's do some go karting. Let's let's do a whole bunch of stuff. Do you get so it? at least you know when he goes back to North Korea, he'd be, he could be like. You know, those bitches is cool. Fun, I, had, I had fun with that, that duo. I had fun with True Crime MC. Everyone else, sorry. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Every man for himself. So, let's get into the threat timeline. So, we're going into the week after now. So, we're now on December 16th. Mm. So, the Guardians of Peace mentioned the then upcoming film, Finally by Name. Mm. And they threatened to take terrorist actions against the premiere at the Sunshine, sorry, the Sunshine Cinema, which would be two days later on the 18th, and that would be taking place in New York City. Mm. They also threatened attacks set for the release day, which was going to be Christmas Day of that year. Mm. And they said that everybody should remember 9-11 and that everyone um, should keep distance from movie theatres. And even if they live near movie theatres, then they need to make sure that they're not at home because these attacks that they're going to do will make the world denounce Sony. Mm. So Sony is like, what the fuck? So they're like pulling the release. They're like, fuck that. We're not going to release this film. They're pulling it. Several other theatre... companies like that were gonna release it mm. they're also like fuck that like we're not gonna release it but brother, why are they so butthurt like one of the characters like that was supposed to star in it passed away and Mm-mm. like he's not a character that was supposed to that was passed away it was kim it was jong-un's person- dad so what like so it was an impersonation of so it was gonna be somebody that acted as Kim Jong Il, right, yeah, but then Kim Jong Il died. So then they're gonna get somebody to play Kim Jong Un, who's still alive. He he rules over North Korea to kill. But they were gonna get the journalist, who's James Franco, in the to interview kill. to kill Kim Jong Un. And that's what they weren't happy about because they didn't want to see the dictator ki- being killed on TV. So Mon, I'm a bit conflicted because mm. while I can understand, I think we're so stuck in Western ways. Mm. But in other countries, they do respect their, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. I was going to get into this for um, sure. 
as democratic as we are, I'll never forget when I was in um I was in Cameroon when I was like fifteen or something like that, and I was like asking my uncle and stuff like that. Well, what do you think about the president and da 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 just mm-hmm. like third, and like his response was very like blunt. It was like, incredibly blunt mm. because we were around people, and obviously when we got back to our hotel room, my mum and my uncle were just kind of like you can't really speak openly about the president like mm. that in public. Mm. So, you know, like, I'm not condoning, I'm not condoning all of this dope thing and stuff like that. But yeah, but like, uh, it's a sticky one. It's the sticky thing is one. with me, yeah, is, um, it's not like a Coke advert. The thing is with me, yeah, is I love being from the West, I can't lie, I do. I do love being um, in the West. But I think sometimes we get quite ignorant. That's what I'm, this is what I was going to take back to the story that I was telling you about me being in China. Is we can be quite ignorant, always seeing things from a Western lens. Like, there's other areas in this world that don't operate in the way that we do. Mene, I understand what you're trying to say. But in your situation, mm. it's still a human rights thing. So no, I feel that. Okay, I hear that. So let's remove the Western thing where, okay, let's say that you were being harassed and people were throwing cameras in your face. Naturally, in the Western world, someone will come and intervene and say, well, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And mm. you can make a report on that. But the bottom line is, is that they were doing that for your race and that's a violation of your human rights. No, race. definitely. With that being said, that's not right. No, definitely. You know what I mean? And I would never so. say that was right. But what I will say is that a lot of the times that we, we can only speak from our experiences. Mm. I guess those people were only... I try and see the good in everybody, right? So I guess those people are only going from their experiences. They were shocked to see somebody they haven't seen before. That's, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I agree with it, but that's what happened. Now we, as a Western society, are going to be talking about North Korea and their president and their dictator and them getting, her, like, assassinated in a very, very it is gory death that's why I in a film. That part. That is that's a bit fucked up. It <laughs> is, <laughs> And North Korea have every single right to be like, hold up. Because if somebody, let's say, for example, let's say Japan tomorrow, yeah, they make a film and... I don't know. They put Queen Elizabeth II up in there, yeah, and they and they and they see all sorts of things happen to her. Mm. I'm telling you right now, the UK public would not let you hear the end of it. Don't fuck with our rules. They don't even they don't even run with their own rules. They don't even run with Harry with his with his black wife. You think they're gonna mess around with any other country chatting shit about their queen? I can so yeah no so with with that I can understand which is why you know what you're talking about. I'm like I'm not condoning all of this mm, doxing mm. and all of these threats because these poor employees are being like wrapped into all of this but again i can understand like with with other countries how other countries treat westerners yeah you're not about to a westerner's not about to stand in a film and be like <laughs> yeah let me jab you up and i'm gonna be like, okay that's mm. fine okay mm. absolutely fucking not mm. do you understand what i'm saying like let's not act like westerners have don't have like that's not as that people don't feel a type of way about Westerners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I can I can understand the frustration. Yeah. So yeah, carry on. Sorry. Definitely, shit's crazy. It is. Um. Sorry, I've lost where I am now. Um. Yes, man. I wanna want to free him, man. I wanna do to be his man. Um. Right, so sorry, I was trying to find a place. 
Um, she wasn't trying to find her place. She was winding up to Beanie Man. <laughs> so, um, several theatre companies set to release the film also pulled it, like we discussed. Um, and then they also decided that they weren't going to show it at all. You have to also remember that this was in the wake of what happened at um, in Aurora in Colorado. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember this, but you might not remember the place, but you will remember the fact that if I told you mm-hmm. that The Dark Knight came out and that man went up in the cinema and I shot everybody. Yeah, yeah. Fucked. So they're like, listen, that's, we, that's only two years. That was only two years prior. So they're like, we're not even trying to take any chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they uh, pulled that um, and Seth Rogen and James Franco denied that they thought that the interview had any motivation in terms, of these, in terms of these attacks. Mm. However, they did decide that they were going to withdraw from all uh, media appearances mm. other than the premiere itself. Um, and under all of this, Sony was like, look, you know what? We're Nationally... Out we just have to pull this film. It's, yeah. n- it's not worth it. And there's a lot of safety concerns. Mm-hmm. So following these attacks, um, sorry, following, yeah, sorry, following these actions, mm-hmm. following these actions, two uh, messages were sent by the hacker group to both Sony execs and their inner circle, but also posted on a public forum um, known as Pastebin, uh, which they've been historically known to also use before in the past. Right. So the first message to Sony said, um, if, Sony decide that they will never release this film mm. and they like um, they will remove all their presence from the internet they will stop and they will not like release any further information right but the email that they so the, the post that they had on Pastebin they said um, that the studio has suffered enough uh, and that they are allowed to release the interview mm. but only if Kim Jong-un's death scene was not too excited or happy just remove it do you get it just but the whole premise—you got to remember—the whole premise of the film is seeing a journalist assassinate uh, um, a dictator. That's the whole premise of the film. So you have to have a death at some point. Um, so they they warned Sony not to test them ever again. Right. And if Sony Pictures decided they were going to test them ever again, or they were going to make anything like else like this, they better be ready to fight. Basically, they better right. be ready to throw hands because they're on it. Right. So, following these messages and also a denouncement from Barack Obama because Barack Obama was like, so what? You let all these people come and threaten you and now two twos, you're pulling the film. Like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Do you get it? Like, we don't do that. Um, so he didn't agree with the fact that Sony or anybody should be should be changing their plans to in order to accommodate people that okay. are making okay. terrorist threats. Me personally, I think people's safety is much more important than a film. So, but I know it that is. the whole, that there's this whole kind of premise of we don't negotiate with terrorists. So cool. Um, so, um, because of these, because of these, um, kind of comments made by the president mm. and also the, the fact that they were now allowed to release this film, mm. Sony did allow to, uh, did, did opt to release their film and that was mm. on December 23rd mm. and they authorised that approximately 300 mostly independent, um, theatres were going to show the interview on Christmas day. Um, but the previous chains that decided that they were going to pull out, they remained like they didn't want to get back involved they were like cool we've already pulled out we're okay. not going to be showing good. this film still good. um but the ones that did decide that they were going to show it the fbi got involved with them they they kind of ex- like explained to them and trained them as to how to react to um these type of security breaches and um threats of terrorism within theaters um but they also noted that there was no actionable intelligence in terms of um, th- um threats that were either prior or 
upcoming. No. Um, so they released the interview and it was also released on Google Play, on Xbox, on YouTube um, and other platforms in on Christmas Eve of that year. Mm. Um, but there was no incidents um, that were said to have been affected by threats um, from the release. And also what was cool about that was that the unorthodox release of the film led to it being considered a, a success because this is... 2014 and even though we're now nowadays we're really we're used to a lot of movies and films being released on like amazon prime or netflix this was still quite early to do that mm-hmm. so that was quite it was quite a different way of doing things and releasing your film so that was kind of cool for them in terms of getting clout for their film and reviews and stuff so on december 27th after it's been released and whatnot the north korean uh national defense commission they released a statement and they blame barack obama uh, for being the chief culprit who forced Sony Pictures to now release this film. Despite the fact that this particular apparent uh, terrorist group from North Korea said that it was fine to do so. Mm. So let's think about how much North Korea could have actually been involved in this. So ahead of the release on the 19th of December, the FBI formally stated that they had connected uh, the North Korean government to the cy- cyber attacks. They stated that they had a plethora, a plethora of evidence, mm. um, which was the use of similar malicious hacking tools and techniques previously employed by uh, North Korean hackers, mm. including uh, North Korea's Cyberware Agency Bureau 121, mm-hmm. uh, which they also used on South Korean uh, targets in the past. They also used um, North Korean developed malware that was able to compromise com- computer networks and wipe data. They also used IP addresses seen in previous attacks um, on, the UK, on the US by north korea which was based out of china mm-hmm. and north korea also had continued to deny these allegations um and they were they even offered to help the u.s try and find these people that were doing it right. however the u.s were like hell no fuck you um <laughs> we don't need you lot's the help US, US, yeah do you know what i mean so they were like they looked so they, they said no to north korea but they said you know what we can get help from china so in the days following this north korea um had a national inter- um, internet outage all the internet was locked off um, and they believe that that was done by the U.S. in retaliation for what they've done in the um, in their home country mm-hmm. with Sony Pictures. Mm-hmm. And the FBI at that point even received an email um, reportedly reportedly um, from the hacking group, which linked to a YouTube video, which was entitled "You're an Idiot," ah. <laughs> apparently mocking um, the FBI um, agency and their techniques. Yeah. Right. Definitely, because who does not like a troll YouTube uh, video? So, <laughs> however, despite all of this evidence that the FBI seems to have, yeah. some journalists and cybersecurity experts did not believe that North Korea were actually involved. They called it mostly unsubstab- um, sorry, they called it mostly unsubstantiated claims and baseless rumors. One hacker said that it would actually take months or years to remove one terabyte of data from Sony right under their nose, uh, their noses. And if that was the case, there would have to be a what, Cindy? You know. Pass. An inside job. God damn it. Sorry. Um, no, 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 no. She can't do that because last week when we were ordering food, yeah, I was like, chicken, wings on fries, we don't go on. And then when they didn't dates. know to go dates... Like from the song drunk. Jumpman, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So please. You can't, also, you can't the way she sang song. it was not hard. Jumpman no, goes. it's like chicken, where's the fries? We don't. Go. And I was supposed to go, noble, 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 no. Anyways, noble, carry on. Noble, 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 noble. Oh, now you know it. Now you know it. I, I do know Jumpman. Who doesn't know it? Okay. Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. Um, 
but something else that also backed up this claim of there being an inside job and it being their mole was also that there was a forum of disgruntled uh, sorry disgruntled former sony employees that mm. were also dismissed from the company <laughs> okay um and they had been dismissed from the company um and they were you know unhappy with the way that they were treated by the company and they would have also had um a lot more access to sensitive information than north korea damn however nonetheless in 2018 the four years later after the attack the u.s government brought charges against um north korea um and against a particular individual called park jin hyuk Okay. Uh, and he is actually allegedly part of the Guardians of Peace, also known as the Lazarus Movement. And they claim that he was part of the of the North Korea's version of the CIA. He was also responsible for the WannaCry ransom attack in 2016, which took hold of computers with Microsoft operating systems across the world, but most particularly that here in the UK of the NHS. Um, and within this this scam, they would um, take over the whole computer they would lock down all of your information and the only way that you were able to release that and release your computer was to make sure that you were able to release some bitcoin to them Damn. so he's actually currently on the fbi's most wanted list and north korea actually denies that he exists altogether they say that he does he apparently doesn't even exist mm. Let alone, but there's actually pictures of him online but they say that he does not exist right um and that is the story of the cyber attack on Sony Pictures, allegedly by film. North uh, North Korea, involving the film, the interview with That's James Franco and Seth Rogen, which kind and of links back, and, and Nicki Minaj and a whole lot of other celebrities, which kind of links <laughs> back to what we discussed last year, last week, which was 127 hours, and that is cyber attack on Sony Pictures. Thank you for telling that story. Do you know what's really funny? Um, there's one scene, yeah. When Nicki Minaj was like, oh, I don't want you talking about my ass. Like, uh, how would you feel if I was talking about your dick? And like, there's so many like facial expressions that James Franco does. And he's like, he's like, you crossed the line. <laughs> Talk about my dick. That film, I've really did, have you seen the interview actually? I haven't. I need to watch it. I sent it to you and I said, Mane, what the fuck is this? Oh, so do you think it was a real thing? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, oh. I was so confused. That's because like, like, when you sent it to me last night and I saw it, I was like, this is a fucking sign. Because I was going to do this case and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. Yeah. So it was kind of a bait case. But when I saw you send it, I was like, okay, no, nah, this is a sign. But before I go, I did want to get into some of the tea that was leaked via the emails. Go for it. Because I know you know there's always some fucking tea. There's some dick pics in it. And you remember I mentioned another film that we haven't, we haven't covered yet. So let's get into it. So through these emails that were released to the public mm. in November 2014, mm. we have co-chairman of Sony, Amy Pascal, and f- film producer Scott Rudin. Mm. And they had a series of emails um, mm-hmm, leaked concerning the following. Rudin, within an email, referred to Angelina Jolie as a minimally... <laughs> sorry, I love Angelina Jolie. So a minimally I. talented, spoiled brat because she wanted David Fincher to, d- to direct her film or upcoming film at the time, which was Cleopatra, mm. which he said was potentially... She's not Cleopatra for Yeah, trust me. Um, which he said would potentially interfere with uh, Fincher's schedule. Additionally, that wasn't so bad, but let me go into how fuck these, these lot were going into. Pascal, Amy Pascal, co-chairman of Sony Pictures Entertainment, one of the biggest companies in the fucking world. Right. Um, was due to meet with none other than uh, President Barack Obama in 2014. 
uh, in the new f- in the in the near future and had this to say in emails Hiram and Rodden discussed the fact that they should mention films about African-Americans and their experience when meeting the president. The president. And these films should include the following. Actually, Cindy, you guess, you guess what, they sh- what they said that they should include. I don't want to guess, but I know that you're going to tell me and I'm going to while out. So go on, just, 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 just go with it. So they said that they should include the following when discussing, discussing films with the president. One of my favourites, Django Unchained. Uh-huh. The butler with none other than the legendary Forrest Whitaker who the plays butler. amazingly <laughs> he plays an amazing character in American Dad. The butler, yeah. And the butler. none other. I told you I'd bring this shit full circle. Twelve years a slave. Three films that are based on f- slavery, the post Civil War experience, and segregation and the Jim Crow era were to be mentioned by Sony Pictures. Uh, executives to the first black president of these United States taking the fucking piss so of course we got the standard yawn standard apology oh, I'm so sorry didn't mean for it to come out like that and of course she had to resign so um, she wasn't she didn't go down too well but she's gonna get the fuck up out of there you ain't gonna be talking about my president like that um, it's not even about the whole presidency thing like what you Listen, I'm going to say this. You know when you see non-black women, yeah, and they have the long nails Mm. and the long weave, Mm. or you see femme white gay men and they they gain a black scent, Mm. or you see um, non-black men that um, glorify hood shit, Mm. um and their overuse of the n-word the black culture is fun Mm. there's so much in it and you know what it is with the black culture yes you can trace it back to africa but it's not all africa Mm. we expanded baby Mm. they threw us in the in america and we got lit in america Mm. they threw us in the caribbean and we got lit in the caribbean Mm. do you understand what i'm saying so oh god me, don't get me started because i want to start getting stuff i'd no, love that space really, the other day that would really piss me off do you know what i mean like because to me it really irritates me because the black culture is there's so much money in black culture mm. hence why there's a fucking turtle bay there's so much like there's so much things that you can talk about in black culture but it's always reduced to slave shit mm. it's always reduced to to that and there's so much more to us yeah definitely if 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 black culture is just reduced to slave shit why is it that there's an attraction to black men then? Or if it's just like, if we're nothing I mean, but, that's a but, bit of a harder one in terms of, no, mm, but I don't want to, I don't want to get into all the, 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 the nitty gritty of slavery and it, the attraction to black men and box and all that me, type of stuff. Really, but when I, when I see stuff like that and they're like, oh, but with, uh, the first black president and you want to talk about slavery, like, like, so to me, so, so, so they were supposed to have an exchange with mm. Barack Obama and say, remember when slavery happened? First of all, he's a biracial man. Mm. Let's start there. And secondly, are we supposed to sit there and be like, remember when my, my grandmommy told me in Atlanta <laughs> that I was, that she was chained up? Are you fucking dumb? Like, that's... Yeah, that's fucking insane. It's so basic that they, that, that they, that they willing, that they wanted to have that conversation, but... There's more to black culture. There's yeah. more to us. Definitely. And the reason that's, there's more to us and the reason that's why you know there's more to us is because look at how the youth are moving right now. Mm. If it wasn't for black culture, they wouldn't be moving like that. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's such an influential culture and I think the 
black culture and the black experience of everybody that's had um, roots within the black experience should be acknowledged. I, I really, I don't want to give it any more exposure, but I really, 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 really hated that space on Twitter. I don't know if it was last week or the week before when they were discussing the fact of like the real African Americans and against oh, okay. the Africans and the, the other rest of the diaspora. Oh, okay. And it just, it really fucking jarred me because it's just like, we should not be like battling within ourselves. Like it's like, this thing is so much bigger than us. And like having these real African Americans or real descendants of black people and all this crazy shit was mm. just, Oh my god! It ground my gears to like such a point. I just, I just can't. I don't, I don't listen to stuff like that. And the reason that's why I don't listen to stuff like that, yeah, is because what you need to understand is, Mane, you could be from LA and that could be from London. We get stopped by the Fed right now. They're not gonna be like, "Oh, it's okay. You're an African American. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. You can go." But you, that's from the UK. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop and search you. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. We're, 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 two of us are black. And one thing that I want our American brothers and sisters to do is to stop doing the pity party because the bottom line is, is that in Africa we were robbed of our brothers and sisters too. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. In like when someone dies in America, we all mourn for yeah, that shit. Yeah, the diaspora is always affected, and like, it isn't just like like one experience. It's an experience for all of us. It's do you know what I mean? We're all, we're all one. So, be happy that we expanded like that. Like, Be happy that we're all over and we need to stand as one. Because there's a white woman that's trending right now on Twitter because apparently her grandmother is allegedly black with black siblings. Oh yeah, I saw. She's white passing. white as fuck. So I don't understand why a lot of black Americans will sit there and question our blackness when Quabs that's in here can identify his Ghanaian roots you can, you've done a DNA. You can identify your roots that trace back to where you are. I can identify my roots, mm. but apparently all three of us are not black enough, but a white woman that alleged that she had black siblings is more whiter than us. C'est fini. On laisse tranquille. You're more black than us. Telling, thank you for telling the story. But les Américains sont trop perdus. Like, avec les, les choses là, je peux pas. Like, je peux plus. Quand vous allez parler français, vous comprenez ce que je dis? Non, je suis fini. Vous êtes un grand fingers. But let me just wrap this up. So, and then the rest of the emails, there's also leaks that executive Charles uh, Sipkins at the time was also responsible um, for following senior executives of the company that would order them to go on Wikipedia and edit Wikipedia articles about senior execs Mm-mm. at Sony Pictures. Mm-mm. And in uh, November 2015, after Charlene Sheen came out and he revealed that he was HIV positive in a television interview with Matt Lauer. After barebacking hella women probably infecting them oh god don't even get me started um but it was revealed that this information was actually already released and leaked within emails um within senior bosses um within sony dated back all the way into march of that year so they were already kind of quite aware of it but finally to wrap this all up in december 20 uh, sorry in december 2014 former sony pictures entertainment employees did file lawsuits against um the company for not being able to protect their data that was released during the hack which included um social security numbers and medical information and that wraps up the story and the alleged involvement of of north korea within the sony pictures cyber attack and that's my fucking cyber crime bitch. thank you so much for telling that story and i'm sorry that i did cut in between you but you know it's, it's karma because when i was talking about sugar night you were very excited about that story i was very excited about that story <laughs> i'm gonna go home and, and re, like research sugar night and all of his fucking escapades because i only know what yeah. i see from him in like in terms yeah. of straight out of compton um the two-pack film 
um the yeah. tourist big all of that type of stuff um so i'm definitely gonna read into him a lot more but you told it be- uh, beautifully and i'm and definitely so intrigued you. thank, thank you, you so much because i didn't even know that sony had a scandal like this Neither and how well. ironic is it that i sent her the um the clip about the interview and she's like i'm doing the interview yes i didn't want to tell you yesterday when i saw so it because i was just like oh my god this is this is a sign um but i mean l- listen we're already way over time for let's, let, let's let him go home. <laughs> um but let's do our spinny spinny spin do you know what's funny you know what comes is moving like you know you know when it is you know when you go to a family party yeah <laughs> and then your mom yeah is talking to many of the aunts and uncles and the child is tired oh bless oh bless him Quabs, listen we won't keep you too long no darling. We, won't. we won't sorry sorry <laughs> Why don't you drink with us today? I'm really sad about that. He just he just didn't want gin. Oh yeah, okay. So what drink do you drink? So Brock in there. No, but that's usually just JD and Anything brown. Brown. Where's my spinny spin gone? Shit, I fucked it. She's looking for the spinny spin here. Hold on one second. Um randomizer. Okay, I've got it. Here we go. Okay. Heads. What do you mean heads? We've even got a coin. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna spin it first. Click to spin. Spinny, spinny. Keep spinning, spinny, spinny. We're really gonna do all of this. I don't know. Oh raw. Oh. What did you get? I got murder. I knew you were gonna get murder. <laughs> spin for me, please. <laughs> do you want to spin it yourself? Nah, spin it for me. Okay. Spinny, spinny. Spin, spin, spinny, spinny. Burglary. For fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Um, so sorry that we went overboard. Um, Mane, you're always a delight. Quabs, thank you for always contributing. Sandra, always a fucking delight. And Quabs, we're so happy to have you. And thank you for having always. us. Thank you. Bye, guys. This has been True Come and See. <laughs> Take care. Love. Bye. <laughs>